0: you're listening to the locked on broncos podcast hosted by cody rourke your daily broncos podcast The Carolina Panthers are entertaining phone calls from teams that are interested in moving up in this year's NFL draft. How much pressure does this put on the Denver Broncos to reveal their hand before the draft in regards to where they are leaning? And Broncos Country shares their response and their questions from Twitter Tuesday. On today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Make sure you guys are following the podcast and your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It is such a fun and interactive map. Also the home to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, folks. But on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, hope all of you are doing well all across Broncos country. We're getting to that point where more stuff is coming out. It's leaking out about what other NFL teams are doing. This is the smokescreen week. Next week is going to be even filled with more smokescreen leading up to the NFL draft on the 29th. Now, here is some interesting rumblings that are occurring. and We're going to break it down on today's episode of the show that we're going to get into. Broncos Country's Twitter Tuesday questions that they sent in to me yesterday, we're going to answer here on the show. A lot of great insight and a lot of great questions I want to touch on regarding George Payton and where the Broncos may be looking in this year's draft, and not to mention just the offseason in general and some player profiles that we're going to be doing as well. But it was reported yesterday by Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter that the Carolina Panthers, who currently hold the eighth overall pick in this year's NFL draft, they are one pick ahead of the Denver Broncos. And they have been entertaining phone calls from various teams in an effort for them to trade back and for teams that are interested in potentially getting a quarterback in order to move up. Now, this poses an interesting question that I, I don't know what we're going to see the Broncos do, because this is a a situation where I I ponder, does this put any pressure on the Broncos in regards to them, maybe revealing their draft strategy? If in fact they do want a quarterback, because we've seen teams like Miami, they've orchestrated a deal with San Francisco. San Francisco now picks at three Miami picks at six and the the Eagles, they're at a position now at third at 12 to be able to select a player of their choice here. Now for me, I have to take a look at some of the teams in question, you know, which teams could potentially have interest in trading up for a quarterback and if the board falls how I project it to fall, Trey Lance is going to be the one guy available alongside Mac Jones and Trey Lance is probably going to be more sought after than Mac Jones by any of these teams right now. And if Denver is really on board with getting a quarterback if they really believe that a guy like Trey Lance can fall to them or if they have to trade up to get him, this whole this whole talk right here by NFL teams calling Carolina and Carolina listening to them it could prompt the Broncos to respond, right? This is always one of those interesting times where we see what other teams are doing and how does it make other teams orchestrate their moves, right? The ultimate game of checkers versus chess. I mean, this is where we're at here. And how much of this is really just smokescreen to kind of confuse teams and trying to get them to jump ahead or to make those calls just to see what those teams are interested in doing. That could be a strategy here. So I think the Broncos right now are under the microscope, not by just us, but by various NFL teams as to whether or not they jump on the fact that Carolina has been entertaining calls for the 8th pick, and not to mention the Miami Dolphins, they're, they're fielding calls for the 6th overall pick in this year's NFL Draft. So I want to get into a quick conversation on the teams who could trade up to acquire a quarterback ahead of the Broncos. we got to look at the Washington football team, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have Kyle Allen, and they also have Taylor Heineke, who just signed a 2-year deal this offseason, Fitzpatrick is more of that stopgap. He's that veteran guy there. But for the Washington football team, for Ron Rivera, do they really want to go through this year's draft and sit on their hands with what they have? Or do they want to maybe make a move up for a guy that they really believe can be transformative to what they want to do and, and when I think of Trey Lance in Washington I think that he would be a perfect fit for what Ron Rivero wants to do from a culture standpoint he's a phenomenal leader at North Dakota State you're going to talk to his teammates you're going to hear it from people he is a bona fide leader there's no question about it what really matters is where where's the Washington football team thinking here so obviously that's something that's a team I'm keeping my eye on but the New England Patriots are also another team they were in attendance for Trey Lance's second pro day they brought everybody to the mix there and you have to wonder and you have give. Cam Newton back on a one-year deal. Similar kind of play style, too, when you look at Trey Lance. Trey Lance is athletic and you know, he's younger, he's smart, he's got a really high ceiling for a project first round pick do the Patriots want to move up and they can offset a lot of capital to be able to do that? They'd be willing to because historically New England's been used to picking later on in round number one and we see that they really build their teams often at times through free agency. So to me, New England is the biggest threat to maybe move up ahead to where the Broncos want to get to maybe get a quarterback if the Broncos want a quarterback. So keep an eye on the Patriots. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they had an opportunity to pick within the top ten. They traded their pick. They acquired more capital from the Miami Dolphins. They also acquired, you know, that capital would be able to offset. So if they really wanted to move back up into the top 10, they could do that and it would more likely be at the 8th spot. They wouldn't necessarily trade back with the Miami Dolphins to 6. So The only team that could jump to eight or maybe even if they wanted to trade with the Falcons, which I don't think that they would do that, they could jump to four if possible. I don't see Philadelphia doing that, but I could see them trying to make the jump to eight if, in fact, they do want to move back up. They'd have the capital to make it possible. So we have to keep an eye on that situation as it pertains to the quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft class and some of these moves and conversations that are taking place. And more are going to come our way. We'll break it down. We'll cover it here on Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into Twitter Tuesday where we talk with Broncos country, who sent in a variety of great questions pertaining to George Payton, evaluating this roster, evaluating some of these players that the Broncos have on roster or could sign or could bring in in the NFL draft. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the two sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And that is our friends over there at Blue Nile and Built Bar. And this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection. Collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. And 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings. Designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring that is ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or a simply beautiful conversation piece. And they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 And if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, though, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. If you are looking for something that tastes great, that's going to help you get through the day, that's going to indulge you in having a delicious treat without feeling guilty about any added-on calories... Bilt Bar is the protein bar for you. The new and improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious than ever before. It features 18 amazing flavors and a lot of new flavors on the way. Did I mentioned the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. And the plus side of it is that they are healthy for you. They're, they're great for those who are health conscious like me. It allows me to lose or maintain the weight that I'm currently at while indulging in a delicious treat without feeling guilty because the bars, they're low calorie. Low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And they're great for the keto diet if you are on that. And I want you to try Built Bar today if you haven't done so already. And if you have, get yourself another box. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order by using promo code lock 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Continuing on with our discussion here on Lockdown Broncos, we're going to get some Broncos fans' responses from Twitter Tuesday, folks. But all week long here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, this year the Lockdown Podcast Network has partnered with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Drafts live on video, a video show where you get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. But continuing on on today's episode of the show, Broncos Country. Uh, You know, a a conversation I think a lot of people have had with me uh, when I'm out in public. I I go to my chiropractor. He listens to the show here. He's always in tune. But he's always asking me my thoughts. And and people on the radio, they're asking me my thoughts on on where the Broncos are going to go in the NFL Draft. And this is the one year... And we've talked about a little bit here on the show, but this is the one year since I've been covering the team in media, I'm not quite sure where they could go because they don't necessarily have a dire need that they absolutely need to nail, and that's a good thing. I think George Payton has done a really good job coming in and addressing positions of need in free agency, and now he's focused on building the roster, building depth, building future areas where needs will eventually come available, that those guys can transition and fill those needs It is a smart, sustainable strategy. We've seen George Payton do that. Now for Twitter Tuesday, we have some questions from Broncos country as well. And Joseph Jubert Jr. says, do we trade up for a quarterback or trade back in stock draft picks? I think that Denver at this point if I had to choose between the likelihood of the Broncos trading up or trading back, I think that they would trade up rather than trading back at this point. I I don't think that, you know, so what, here's what can happen. I, I was asked this question by Ryan Edwards of Benjamin Albright on last night's episode of Broncos country tonight on iHeartRadio. You guys can go back and listen on the Broncos country tonight podcast. But they had asked me that same question in regards to, you know, where would I lean Would the Broncos be better suiting trading up in this year's draft, giving up some capital, you know, would I be comfortable with them trading back and, acquiring draft picks, and if they do acquire more capital, what's more important, acquiring capital from this year or for next season? And I think we have to focus on the current times. I think that the Broncos should probably acquire capital in this year's NFL draft class because there is a lot of talent at a lot of key positions. Cornerback has talent there. Linebacker has talent there. The Broncos in the last couple of years, we've seen them trade back into round two, get an extra pick in round two, round three, and they've maneuvered that really well. Is George Payton going to do the same? I don't know. But if the Broncos were to trade back in any scenario, acquire capital that's going to help you in this year's NFL draft, whether it be an additional second-round pick, a third, or even a fourth round, this is where you really find some of these value guys that you can build and develop that don't necessarily have to play right away unless they're really, really talented. But these are guys that can sit behind the starters, learn the system, learn at practice, get those reps in practice, and then if anything ever happens, they will be ready. This is the key of developing, guys. You don't just throw them in when they're not ready. You want to develop them and get them as ready as possible as you're going to be in the National Football League. It's a great question. So you know, I think that for the Broncos, I, I could see them trading up more so than trading back. But then again, nothing's going to shock me, Joe, because Denver doesn't have any pressing needs right now that is going to force them to be desperate. And sometimes you want to trade back and saying, hey, look, we're comfortable with, you know, maybe our guy falling there at, you know, at 15, 16, 19, 20. And Denver's obviously had a history of that with obviously the Steelers trying to trade up and they traded up all the way to 90 to get Devin Bush we've seen that in the past for Denver so uh, there there is a possibility to that Joe but I don't think that either option is going to hurt Denver me personally if the Broncos want a quarterback go up and trade up to get him if you really want him you don't think that he's going to fall there at nine go up and get him Bridget asks a very question Bridget Shoemaker one of my favorite listeners of the show I love all of you guys but I love Bridget as well she is phenomenal she always asks these great questions and she poses the question today how does the union message by the Versus the actions of some players, players that attended the workout on Monday, how does that affect the team bond, if at all? Do you foresee this creating any kind of leadership problems in the locker room? You know, Bridget, this is a great question. I'm going to dive into my sports psychology background here uh, a little bit on this because I think that there is a perceived message right we talk about you know is it going to be a negative thing is it create leadership issues if you know there's a united front saying hey we're going to opt out and then you have other players that are going to the team facility to do voluntary workouts we saw that over 20 players attended the broncos voluntary workouts on monday i don't think that this is going to create any kind of divide or any kind of effect on leadership this is really a choice right and you know a majority of players on that call they said look yes i, I agree we're going to we're going to opt out we're not going to report because the NFL PA uh, didn't get proper notice from the NFL that there were going to be protocols that were going to keep everybody safe in terms of reporting to the team facility for some work some sanction work and it's voluntary folks voluntary Outside of that, you do have players that do have workout bonuses, and and those players obviously showed up for the most part to collect that. Because guess what, you show up, you get paid. I think all of us would do that regardless of the situation. Now, in, in terms of leadership, I think that the Broncos have such an open policy. You know, talking to guys in the locker room, talking to various players throughout this season, it is a very open and communicative locker room. I mean, you have voices like Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, Dalton Reisner, Malik Reed is a voice. Alexander Johnson has has spoken up in that locker room as well. You you got quarterback you got drew lock you know he he's learning how to do all that stuff as well but these all these players they have communications and it, it's no hard feelings one way or the other if you know you have a, a group of players that opt out of voluntary workouts versus players that actually do go and opt in and, and collect an extra bonus paycheck it, it doesn't create any kind of divide there now you know I feel like if there was this was a more sanctioned type of thing if, if the Broncos if all these players were forced to report if it was a requirement and you had that split it might create a little bit of Uh, question, you know, how, how does a locker room navigate that? But really it's on the coaches. Coaches are a big driving factor of culture inside locker rooms and organizations. And if you have a great coaching staff, you have a great coaching culture that leads by example, and you have these open conversations, which Vic Fangio and his staff, they have held open conversations with players on Tuesdays. They've been able to talk about social justice issues, things that they want to do in the community, and also just general team stuff, team building stuff, whether or not they get a day off of practice. you know These are conversations that happen in that locker room. It would be a lot different if this was that case, Bridget, but I don't think it is, so I think that this is really nothing, but we'll have to see how things kind of pan out once we get to Phase 2 of the offseason program here in, in a little bit. It's coming up. Uh, Obviously in May, so if there's a little bit of a divide there, maybe it's just a difference of opinion. But for the most part, the vibe in the locker room from players that I've talked to is that everybody is okay with whatever somebody decides to do. It is their own personal preference. But in terms of the NFL kind of having this message and the NFLPA being able to send it, they had to have a united front from players that were willing to opt out to to showcase and to tell the NFL, hey, you didn't provide a proper protocol or plan. This doesn't look right, so why should we have to report for voluntary workouts when we feel like it's not going to be safe, when we're going to be exposed to a lot of people, and not everybody is vaccinated just yet. So kind of keep an eye on that, Bridget, but thank you for such an amazing question. And we're going to continue on with some awesome questions from Broncos Country coming up here in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I got money on Nikola Jokic being this year's N.B.A. MVP, rightfully so. His amazing performance the other night was there. If, and if you were to tell me that he was going to have 47 points in a double overtime victory, I I probably would have taken the money. I probably said yes, I, I would take that because I believe it. Nikola Jokic is that type of player deserves to be MVP. You got the NBA season going on, MLB, NHL, and you can put your money on the line. BetOnline.ag They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you cover for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on one word locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. As we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos in your favorite podcast provider, Broncos Country. Just got to remind you guys, outside of Lockdown Broncos, after you're done listening to this episode, today through the 26th of April, I want you guys to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irving, Jason Lockenfor, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of the teams that they cover Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. The Broncos were on the clock in yesterday's Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 episode. At pick number nine, we selected J.C. Horn. The Carolina Panthers at number eight, they selected Trey Lance, which was a little bit of a curveball. From what I was expecting, so I went with who I believe is the best cornerback in this year's NFL Draft to J.C. Horn. Make sure you guys listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 throughout this entire week leading up to next week's NFL Draft. But continuing on here on Twitter Tuesday, we answered questions from Joe. We answered questions from Bridget. Now we're getting to Jeff, and Jeff asks a question. He says, Jawan James." Do you think that the Broncos target tackle as a need, either in draft or even free agency next year, or hope that it works out with Juwan James in regards to staying healthy and available, especially considering that they have a potential out after this upcoming season? I think the Broncos are going to do their due diligence here. And the reason I say that, Jawan James, he's on the books this year for a lot of money in Denver. Now, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if the Broncos were to approach Juwan James and say, hey. You've only played 63 snaps in the two seasons, and you obviously had the opt-out this past season. So obviously your first season, you only played 63 snaps. Second season in Denver, you opted out due to COVID. Rightfully so, you had every right to do that. But because of that, because of the limited sample size, you know, we have a lot of cap right now that we need to clear up. And we want to know if you be if you'd be willing to restructure your contract this year to help the team out. And the hope would be that Juwan James says, yes, you know, I, I certainly understand that. I'm willing to do that. It would buy, in in my opinion, I think it would buy some good faith in the fan base if Juwan James were to restructure his deal to give the Broncos more cap room. I think Broncos fans would be like, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe if he does play well, maybe the Broncos can continue on with him even past 2021. However, the expectation right now, I don't think that anybody believes he's going to be a Bronco in 2022. The Broncos do have questions. What do they do at right tackle? Now, in-house, they do have a player in Calvin Anderson who Mike Munchak really values, and he's been working alongside with Garrett Bowles. He lived with Garrett for a good portion of the time. They trained together this offseason in California, and Garrett Bulls has a lot of great things to say about Calvin Anderson. We had Calvin Anderson here on the podcast not too long ago, and he gave a lot of great insight as to how he prepares and his experience coming in and starting at right tackle against the Raiders, and then figuring out on game day, hey, you need to bump over to play left tackle because Garrett's not going to be available today because NFL protocols, he adjusted to it and he played really well. He's really working on his craft. He's very smart, a very high IQ football player, um, athletic, can move laterally, side to side at a very quick pace, has a decent anchor, and but it's a limited sample size of what we've seen. So Mike Munchak has been secretly keeping Calvin Anderson you know, under wraps a little bit, but he might be one of the best kept secrets that we might see. And we could see him more in 2021. There could be a chance that, or even after 2021, but the Broncos, they do view Calvin Anderson highly, and it is all coming from the offensive line coach, the guru, and Mike Munchak. But uh, there, all the options are on the table right now, Jeff. Regarding Juwan James, I mean, he could stay. He could, you know, more than likely, he can go. I imagine he's not going to be a Bronco next season, but we'll have to see what he does this year, and I'd be really curious to see if he would be willing to restructure his contract. Juicy Juice 5280 says, if all the other quarterbacks are gone, why isn't Mac Jones at 9 a better option than Drew Locke in the 2022 class? Well, you know, here's the deal. We we don't know where the Broncos would currently sit in the 2022 draft class order. That season hasn't been played. We'll have a chance to watch those 2022 quarterbacks play a little bit more in-depth this upcoming season. I imagine things are going to be a lot more normal in terms of the football program product of the collegiate level at the NCAA. So we'll see a little bit about the 2022 class, but with Mac Jones, I just don't believe that he is a a scheme fit for what the Broncos want to do, right? He's a traditional pocket-passing quarterback. He's not a fit and and what I think is a need right now across the NFL. We're seeing it outside. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is great. I can't even use Aaron Rodgers at his age. Tom Brady's not that guy. Tom Brady still is the the prototypical pocket-passing quarterback, can dip his shoulder, step up in the pocket, deliver a throw downfield. Mac Jones is a, is a pocket guy. He's not a guy that you can expect to get outside the pocket and throw on the run. He's not that type of guy, and I think he's very limited in terms of arm strength. He just doesn't have that in his arsenal. You know, he played with a lot of great wide-receiving weapons at Alabama. He had a great running back. He had a pretty great offensive line, and they had a pretty dang good defense that helped make those games for Alabama a lot easier. So, you know, they were a talented team. Yes, they won a national championship. But Mac Jones, in my opinion, I personally don't see him being a top 10 pick. I could see him being a top 15 pick. I just don't think that the Broncos and Mac Jones would be a great fit. I just don't think schematic-wise in Pat Shermer's offense, or even if the Broncos go and evolve to a more common offense, of what we see if they move on from Shermer, if the offense can't do anything this year— I he's just not going to fit what the Broncos will require from him at that position. But that's just my that's just my opinion, right? So I I'm completely open to the other side. Bleeds orange and blue says going into the draft, how do you grade Peyton's first off season overall? I think I have to gauge the fan base on this one, and the reason I say that is. For me, when I look at the moves that the Broncos have made, they've addressed various needs in free agency. They're not looking to build their team in free agency, which is great. But to me, what George Payton has done so far, can I give him an A? I don't want to sound like I'm biased. I don't want to sound like I'm a homer. I'm not a Broncos fan. I have no allegiance to being a fan of the Denver Broncos. But for me, I look at what he has done, how he's maneuvered the cap, especially in a very cap restricted year, retaining guys like Shelby Harris and bringing back Von Miller for another year, re signing Justin Simmons to a long term deal, bringing back Kareem Jackson. And getting a couple of these key free agent guys, I think that the Broncos are sitting in a really good position with George Payton. Now, for me, I feel like I can give my true grade of George Payton's offseason once the NFL draft concludes. So save this question for after the draft, my friend. I'll be happy to answer it again. Sports Nonsense and Whiskey Podcast says, which running back would be a great fit for Denver? I mean, any of the two backs, the Williams and Carter out of North Carolina would be great for Denver. Najee Harris, I tell you what would be a pipe dream for the Broncos, even Travis Etienne, I think would be a pipe dream for Denver. But here's here's the deal. I don't think that Denver's going to be in a position to get Etienne or even Najee Harris, unless the Broncos were to trade back into round one or maybe into round two. I think Travis Etienne could drop to round two, potentially. I just don't see him going round one. I think the Steelers are going to take Najee Harris. I mean, the fact that they lost James Conner signifies that they need to add some depth. They need to be able to run the ball. Najee Harris is a dog. In my opinion, I think Najee Harris is going to be the next Derrick Henry in the NFL. Maybe It may sound crazy hearing that from me, but that's just how I feel, man. So, I think for Denver, uh, either of the two North Carolina backs, um, Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State would be a, a fun pickup. I, I'm just I'm not quite sure where Denver's at right now as considering the signing of Mike Boone. I mean, I think maybe Mike Boone's going to put himself in a position to really get a chance to be the number 2 guy for the first time in his career. So we'll see. And my man Ricky Rich, he's our final question on today's episode, Twitter Tuesday. He says, if the Broncos go defensive player in the draft first, who and what position do you think that they'll target? You know, I, I think if they're going to go any defensive position – to be honest with you, Ricky, I think it's either going to be cornerback or it's going to be linebacker. I don't think it's going to be Micah Parsons. From what I know, the Broncos aren't very high on Parsons. You know, it could be smokescreen. They could be saying that and they could go with him. I mean, it's certainly possible. Jeremiah Ousu Koromo would be a great fit for Denver. Would it be too early for them to take, you know, a guy like Jamie Davis at pick number nine? I think so. But then again, like J O K is one of those guys that's not going to be there. I think at 17 or 18 or 19, you have to find a way to get that guy. He's a top 14 player. In my opinion, he'll, he'll be off the board fairly quickly for a team that needs a really good defensive linebacker. The Jets are a team that I do worry about maybe trying to get him as well, maybe moving up to get him. I know they pick at two, but they also have another first-round pick, so they could look to trade up and swap with a team that's maybe looking to move back there. So keep an eye on that. And then outside of that cornerback, I you know I mentioned J.C. Horn in uh, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 Caleb Farley, I'd be okay if the Broncos selected either of those guys. Even Patrick Sertain, I think that if the Broncos went with any of those three cornerbacks, I'd be okay with that because I think they're all really good players. The risk of the injury history with Farley is definitely concerning, but if he stays healthy... He's a damn good player, folks. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here in your favorite podcast provider, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me. We're just about eight reviews away from 300 on Apple Podcasts. If you guys could go and leave me a review, if you love Lockdown Broncos, it would mean the world to me if you would leave me a five-star review and tell me why you listen to the show every single day. And don't forget to go to my Twitter feed, at NFL and check the pinned tweet, folks. Former Broncos cornerback Devontae Harris provided me with a bunch of his former Broncos gear, sent it in a box. I'm doing a giveaway to give some of it away to fans. It was one of our arrangements there. Go check out the pin tweet for the requirements and how you can enter the winner will be announced on May 1st. But Broncos Country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. I'm Cody Work, and I'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos.